Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. If you had a mullet, it would be out of business in the front and party in the back. (laughs) Sorry about tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What's the point of the wife beater? Live from Texas, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Brent and Landon, and this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. It's not only Brent and Landon, we've got the one and only Casey Seymour the third. Or is it are you the third or the fourth? Uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. You, do you have any juniors? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> that you're aware After of. Two, who cares? Yeah, I mean, you know, they just all get subsidized at that point. But uh no, we've got Casey Seymour from the Moving Iron Podcast up from the cold frigid tundra of nebraska which i mean really if it gets once you get below what zero does it really matter anymore oh it matters really do, do tell i'm just Landon. calling in i want to be the 10th caller for the papa murphy's party pack <laughs> sorry you are caller number nine sorry please call <laughs> back yeah did y'all ever do that back in the day oh yeah oh yeah well, like do. Nebraska, there was only like 15 people that would call in or had had first phones. Off, first off, I'm not from Nebraska. So. Well, you're there now is all that matters. That damn Reggie Ray won every week. <laughs> well, uh, Casey always got uh, – he always got limited to one call per week. <laughs> he was always calling during – Sounds back in the day like the rotary phone. Yeah. My mom and dad had the rotary Oh, phone. hell yeah. This had been like 90, 1987. 1988, but they still had rotors. And trying to be like the 100th caller, you know? So yeah. Like trying to be strategic about it. It's been a little while. Yeah. And if there was a zero in it, I mean, you were screwed. <laughs> yeah. And then you get it back, and then you'd be like, oh, your caller 98 is. Oh, where I can make this work again. You've got like twisted up fingers and busted fingernails and calluses and all this. And the- yeah. Why is your number 1-800-888-7765? Why can't it be 1212? Why do you have so many eights, nines, and zeros in your damn phone number? Yeah. He's like 27 and I've already got arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's a long trip back from that zero. I mean, yeah. that is a long trip. And you can't yeah. you can't stop it because no. otherwise it can't F's up the road. I mean, quite literally F's up the rotation. So yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, did you? I don't guess. Did anybody happen to catch Rome today, Jim Rome? No. Oh, it would have been. Y'all would have loved it because it ended up going into video store rental talk. It was like it talked about it for an hour. It was freaking awesome about how you know people bitch about if Netflix buffers for like five minutes. We had to drive into town to go to Silver Screen or Movie Gallery and see if the 49th copy of 50 copies of Mission Impossible Two 
we're still, you know, if that douchebag brought it back or not, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. you're with your girlfriend and she sees Parent Trap over there and somebody hadn't even rented that out in 15 years. Right. So it's a Parent Trap yeah. kind of night. We'd rent, we'd rent like Super Nintendo games and you hope your password's still, or you hope your loaded game's still in there from oh. like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or sometimes people would write in passwords. Man, it was great. Cheat codes. So, nice. I never, we never did have the game console. Closest thing I got was the Game Boy, and I wore that thing out, man. It was pretty, it was pretty legit. But no, and they even talked about, I guess, even this is a little before our time or my time anyway, that you would rent a VCR, and it was like a suitcase. It was, it was how like a. How old are you guys? Forty. How old are you? Forty-three. Okay. Well, that's not, anyway, <laughs> they said it was like a. What was it like, Casey? Like a nuclear, the nuclear football suitcase or something? You had to can check, yeah. can cuff it to your arm. So, so when I was a kid, uh, I was probably eight or nine. We'd go down to the video store, and you'd get, you know, you get your video you wanted, and then they would give you a fifty-pound bag that had a VCR in it. <laughs> And it wasn't the, like the old school kind of where you, you slid it in, like, but it popped up out of the top, you know, and you could pull it up. That's, That's what, what it was. Said. That thing weighed about 97 pounds. Mm-hmm. It took you about four and a half years to hook it up. So by the time you got <laughs> to actually watch the movie, you had to take it back. So it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was a good time. That's what, when the Ten Commandments were released or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I remember watching. Uh, when did you get to see the Wizard of Oz in color for the first time, Casey? <laughs> did you ever play? Did you ever play the Odyssey? Oh man, the the uh, the video game Odyssey or like the movie? Yeah, the video game. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember. I don't well, it was like song. a system. It was like a system. You would oh, an Odyssey like, game yeah, co- game that. console. Yeah. yeah. All it was was a light on the screen, but what you would do is like it came with things that you would fit over your television screen, and that yeah. would be. Knew, one of my friends had one of those. I remember that. It was in a, was it Atari that he made that. Uh, no, I, I don't think it was Atari, but it was. I think it was just Odyssey. But it was a uh, like, like it was just like two lights on the screen that you could move with controllers. But you would oh. put different things on your TV. Like one would be like a house. You could play like hide and seek or you know whatever. One would be like a maze where you try to keep the light inside the maze. It's pretty primal stuff. <laughs> Primal, you don't get to hear that word very often, but I like it. It's pretty nice. No, I don't. We never. We just had the uh, four channels, and two of the channels weren't very. Didn't have a very good reception. So we, uh, and then we got the eight foot satellite dish, and then then my life became meaningful. So yes, I just Google it. Magnavox, as you made that, and it was the first commercial home video games console so did y'all have the uh did y'all have the tv console the console tvs with the wood on both sides yeah yeah we had the uh we had that and then um i remember when i was a kid i was like maybe 10 or 12 sorry casey i'm just waiting for landon to pick his nose with that thing whatever he's got (laughs) (laughs) i'm the maestro I didn't know if that was a baton or a chopstick or what that was. Anyway, Casey, I'm sorry. So, yeah. When I was 10 or 12, they came out with... with <laughs> had, Here, that? put your it fingers was, in between these. <laughs> the sorry, Casey. Time, coaxial cable, like digital cable. Like, it was analog, but it was, you know, came through a cable cable box, right? You know, they ran a now, did you live house. in town? Yeah, I lived in town. Okay. And... uh 
the remote that they gave us, you had to be within 10 feet of the TV to make it work. Right. And of course, you know, every, every, every couch that was in the house was like 12 feet away. <laughs> it didn't work. So my little brother, I always had to go like that. Hey, go turn the channel real quick. <laughs> Cause you know, <laughs> I had to stand up there and like flip through the, <laughs> cause everybody where Casey lived have 10,000 square foot houses and they just couldn't have their couch 10 feet away from that TV. It was, <laughs> it was right on the, like the cusp, like the room we stayed, the room we had was like a, our living room was like, I don't know what it was, 10 by 12 or whatever. Right. It was, and it was yeah, it was 10 foot long, 12 foot wide. And we said, <laughs> it was just far enough away that you couldn't get it to work. And my brother would have to go up there and turn the channel. Now we had a Zenith and that son of a bitch lasted from the first moon landing to the Mars Perseverance rover. They just landed today. The last week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, this thing was legit. It probably weighed 4,000 pounds and it was only like a, a, you know, probably a 30 inch screen or something, but it had the wood, it had like the wood, not panel. I think it was real wood on either side and then the wood top. And uh, you'd always get in trouble if you didn't put a coaster on the top of the television when you put your milk on it or something. Dude, yeah. it was the eighties, man. If you were gonna if you were gonna be watching Dallas, you better be watching it in style. Yeah, if you're gonna see who killed J or shot JR, you better by God have that wood grain panel TV because I I remember my parents watching like some movies on Monday nights and we're in the kitchen. And I'm, I don't know if y'all's parents had one, but we, our parents had that little like two inch by two inch screen TV in the kitchen. Yeah. We'd be watching Monday Night Football on that in the kitchen. <laughs> Black and white, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, my I, mom, I don't yeah. What it was. I don't remember what I did. I don't remember what the thing was, but there was something at school. And if you won, like first, second, third, if you won something, you, there were three different prizes. Like first prize was a bike and the second one was something. But the third prize was like a, an old school, like portable TV. You know what I'm talking about? They were about had a handle on know, it. Had a handle on it. You wrap it, and you could pick VHF or or you know whatever the whatever they were. And uh huh. Yeah. They, they were like this long, and the yeah. screen was this big. <laughs> yeah. And but you could. But I remember about it was I could you could plug it into a cigarette lighter. So when we'd be driving around, I'd, I'd plug that stupid thing in, and I would sit there and watch that TV. <laughs> You're driving down the road, and it was black oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a lot of those conversion vans at the time had them built in, like that little TV. Did you did y'all have an Uncle Rico van? Yeah, we well we had a we had a my dad bought a I don't remember what year it was Chevy van of some kind, and it was a it was a a, a delivery van of some sort, nothing on the inside, but two seats. That was it? And but it picked it up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it had, but he he went and, and read like made it a conversion van, went over to the the grand van. Did it have curtains? It did have curtains. Oh, so and, awesome! And those, those wooden and had a had the couch in the back that folded out to the back. <laughs> did, it, did it have free candy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't white, but it did have windows, so you can really you can. There's no shenanigans that you get away with. Man, if I would have known that. I could have plugged the TV into the cigarette lighter and watched PBS on the eight-hour trip to see my grandparents when I was a kid. That would have that would have changed my life. Yeah. The thing about that TV though was I got that TV at the same time that Weird Al movie came out, that UHF or whatever it was, or what was the name of the show we had? Oh, Monty Python. Oh, would you say oh Weird Al Yankovic? Oh, yeah, no, I don't remember. It was like UHF or something like that. Huh. But I was like, they had a, they had that that. Uh, 
switch it over to that signal. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'll try like, like no, nothing ever was on it. Nothing came on that yeah. stupid. That kid never gave anything <laughs> to come in there. But yeah, they thought it acted like you were talking to the Apollo unit up at the moon, just to go from a yeah. VH or UHF to your, uh, you know, Ullage and and uh, see if yeah. you can get a better signal. In the back seat of a van, trying to pick up some scrambled corn. <laughs> Down by the river. <laughs> yeah, that was. I can't. I was as a kid. I'm like, all these kids would get. I got third place. So you mean there was no. You didn't have to. You could pick whatever you wanted. Yeah. Out of these three prizes, and then you know, third place got what is there left. And I'm like, you guys really? I'm like, man, I want that TV so bad. You all these stupid kids pick the bike and they pick the whatever else. I'm like, don't you already have a bike? For Christ's sake, I mean. <laughs> 1988. Yeah. Have a bike. Yeah. Your parent? Are you a stepchild? You What's your deal? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you have a bike? Oh man, who doesn't? Put a hundred thousand miles a year on my bike. Are Are you an Are, are you an orphan, dude? <laughs> Why don't you have a bike? <laughs> That's sad. You have a bike. Oh man. Nowadays, like you don't have a hoverboard. What do your parents hate you? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And then they talked about the. Uh, I guess there's a. Not they didn't have it in Hereford, at least I don't remember. I guess they had the curtained off area for the porno. Oh yeah, yeah. My little video store, my little town had that had the secret door really? thing that you went through. My dad, my uh, your dad what? My dad, my dad would, would go back there once in a while, and it had I have the uh, man. But it was he knew, he knew the guy that owned the place real well, and he'd be, hey, dude, you gotta come check this out. So they disappeared. My dad come out just rolling, laughing. I'm like, there must be something cool back, back there. I don't worry about it. Someday you'll get it figured out. Oh man, that's you know that was back in the day when they just, when big big white butts one came out. You know now they've got, probably got like big white butts forty seven. You know coming out. That's always I always joke with my wife. I was like, you know, when I was a kid growing up, the Underground Railroad for porn that you had to get, to get the <laughs> magazine. You yeah. Know what I mean? was there was like 17 different people that you had to go through to get it. And then there was always kind of a, like the guy that was entirely too old to be hanging out with the, with the kids. That were, that were like He was like seven years older than the kids he was hanging out with. It's like the 20 year old guy hanging out with 13 year old. 13. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so you had this whole like system that you went through to get the, to get the nudie magazine, you know, and the guy knew a guy that had a friend that had a dad that had a, stack of nudie magazines that were four and a half foot tall and he wasn't going to miss the one out of the middle you know that's <laughs> <laughs> the least you had, sticky you got to get the one that didn't the pages weren't all stuck together yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't the obvious one right you know so yeah then and if then, you got the new porno magazine it had like eight layers of plastic you had to cut through to get yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. or like it's trying to like open it up a cd case <laughs> i don't know what it was, i mean you guys you guys grew up out the country so i mean it was I, I grew up in town, so I mean, all my friends were in the same block and everything else. But the little town lived in, you didn't have to go that far to be outside of town. So we go out, what we thought were the woods, obviously, was somebody's property. But and we built this like very elaborate for us, you know, very elaborate cabin like fort thing. And it was just pants off. Pants optional. The pants optional treehouse. All this stuff. And it was just, it was. Yeah. Did y'all have the sign that said no girls allowed where girls was spelled G I R L Z? No, no, I didn't have that, but oh, had one buddy that would bring nudie magazines, another buddy would bring cigars, and then another buddy would bring his dad's Their sister. Oh. And, 
because, of course, you know, we were we were the cool kids, so we'd be like eight eight of us smoking a cigar and trying to drink a thimble sized amount of whiskey, <laughs> and thinking that we were we were something special. You were fr- you were, you were young guns, man. You were freaking God, Emilio so Estevez. Y'all were in peyote country. Can you imagine what this is gonna be like when we get older. Oh man, we're gonna be so freaking cool. All staring at the staring at the centerfold from November 1973. <laughs> and then there again, there was a guy there that was clearly entirely too old to be thirteen year old boys. Yeah, we were like own the house. We were like nine, ten, eleven year old kids, and there was like a fifteen year old kid hanging around. Oh, like, oh yeah. What are you doing here? Somebody had to drive. <laughs> it was funny because he was like, "Yeah, dude, when that guy turns eighteen, I'm gonna kick his ass." Cause he was already eighteen, you know. I'm like, yeah. That's what. That doesn't even sound. That's like four that's, years from now. You yeah, know, hold a grudge that long. Yeah. You think you seriously think you're going to hate that guy until 1985? Yeah. So it was, it was everybody. I think I think everybody had that that guy in their town. That was oh yeah, entirely it, the, too old to be hanging out with. The Met- high school. We had a high school party or two, and there was this one guy that would show up, and he was like 26 years old, and we were. 18, 17, 18, 19 year old kids, you know, and he's 26 and he's like dating some girl that clearly didn't have daddy issues, right? And all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I see. I was fixing to say Matthew McConaughey, but this is like the dude in Varsity Blues with the letter jacket at the party at the first exactly. part of the movie. That's, That's exactly who, who he is. You're, yeah. You still come yeah. to these parties? I don't miss one of them. <laughs> this is going to be America's funniest shots in the nuts. Anyway. That's exactly how this guy was, and he would show up there, and he would try to be the coolest guy in the room. And be like, oh, hey, yeah. dude, you want me to make a beer run? You guys want to come make a beer run? I'm like, man, I just feel no, like we're 15. I feel pretty confident if I'm riding around with you, and we show up to a liquor store, that I'm going to go to jail automatically because you're going to give it away immediately. But yeah, it was a. Did he call yeah, you Junior a bunch? <laughs> no, he's like, hey, when I was your guy, when I was your guy's age, dude, he's just great parties all the time like pretty sure he never went to one of them. yeah if he did he was not invited yeah he was the guy that showed up the only reason he liked him to come because he was the guy that showed up with, with beers yeah and yeah so you know the cool yeah come on man i got bottles I got bottles of beer bottles yeah. man what's like a dude in, in uh super bad <laughs> you guys have a myspace <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> What the thing about that is when he when old uh, what's his name gets the beer and he pours it in those Tide uh, detergent yeah, jugs <laughs> and then he just hauls them to the party and they supposedly don't taste like detergent at all. Supposedly nobody died. Yeah, say like, hey, blood brother. Who <laughs> <laughs> wants to drink my green beer? <laughs> oh God, that is so awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was one of my favorite movies. Is super bad. He's like, yeah. hey, blood brother. <laughs> oh yeah. He had to. Uh, ironically enough, he had to use that detergent later to get that blood stain out of his, yeah, his leg. So you know, it's kind of gross. But period um, on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first movie that ever portrayed soccer players to be badasses. Yeah, and he was like a. Was he a Latin guy? Yeah. No, I don't remember what he was. Yeah, I think he was. He was. They were like fighters. Like, no, I mean, kick is about all they could do, and they could like run for like extended periods of time. But as far as kicking ass, I don't know. If somebody punched and they just flop, yeah, they got shot and stabbed. Like, like LeBron taking a charge, he's gonna flop like crazy, man. 
Sniper on the roof. Sniper on the roof. Oh, jeez. It's a, it's a great time. Well, so, guys, this is the Dryline Farmer podcast, and <laughs> normally we – this is actually kind of usually how it goes. We think we have some kind of subject we're going to talk about, and then we end up talking about how we have issues from our childhood pasts that we're just now getting to our third session of therapy. And um, But Casey, he is the – he is the owner, the manager, the creator of the of the uh, Moving Iron Podcast. Fire podcast yeah, he yeah. might be by the time this thing's over with. And, um, of course, we've got Landon Nolan here. He's uh, the great and wonderful co-host of this here podcast as well. But uh, as uh, – well, I guess we can take a break here because we're going to get into a little weather talk. We've got – I guess I'm going to have to have Radar Ricardo come on because – I know he had some issues because, like I said, he's a he's from south of the border and he's just not used. Well, actually, no, he is a citizen, but nonetheless, he's not used to this kind of cold weather. So we're going to get him on here to um, give us an update, and then we're going to talk winter storm Uri Uri. I don't know one of those two. All that and more on the Dryland Farmer podcast. Capron, don't bring the propane bottle inside of the house, man. What the? No, I see your picture blow us up. Remember what happened to Lupita? Hey, 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 this is Reno Ricardo, Dana Serio, bringing your Adrenaline Farmer podcast and weather update. Well, friends, is there any words we can say to say what's going on here? Needless to say, me and Diego, or Diego and myself, is it? Hey, what's up, Diego? Diego and I, and we're not used to this kind of feature weather, but so it's all like cold and like colder, and then it gets like the wind blows, and like when it gets like five below, like even if it blows like five miles an hour, it's already like down to like 15 below or whatever on the windshield, and like the windshield like cuts to your bones, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, and like we're not, we're from, you know, we got roots down, like deep roots in Michoacan or whatnot, and he's like, yeah, Diego from Coahuila, and I mean, they don't really ever get cold there, they got pizza pineapples or whatever, and they don't have all these freaking like freeze warnings. We got pizza pipes in the ceiling, well, but though, not only in Mexico, but down in Texas, you know, like south of like Lubbock or whatever, they don't like know how to deal with it, and it's like all freezing. It's a pretty big nightmare, but though, huh? Oh, she's down in, is she trying to get out of DFW? Ah, but hey, 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 did she lose any weight? Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, really, there's really not a whole lot to say uh, other than uh, all those uh, peach a-holes that were, like, all talking shit or whatever, like, from the Midwest saying, oh, y'all know what it's like to be cold now, but those like, hey, I got the, the shocks on you because it's going to be, like, 68 on Tuesday, and then I'm at a 69 year sister, ah, ah, hey, sit on that, and put on your pipe and smoke it, eh, but though, hey, we don't really have any sponsors this week because Brent's too cheap and lazy to uh, go after, uh, like, uh, corporate sponsorship or whatever, we'll leave that to the, like the moving on podcast or whatever. Like Casey Seymour, he's up in Nebraska and he kind of knows all about all about the cold weather or whatever. But uh, hey, me and Diego, we're gonna go try to light another uh, fire in the fireplace and maybe uh, do some pizza s'mores or whatever. Hey, Vato, you got the hey, you got the coat hanger. Hey, this is Radar Ricardo and Data City. Oh, back to you. All right, thanks, Ricardo. I know that was a a kind of a hard weather system for you to live through, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that here with Casey and Landon. Now, Casey, it was um, we in our we do we have a pre-show. I don't call it a pre-show, but I do call it a pre-show while we're recording. That way, it makes it sound like it's all official and stuff. But Casey, did you, you said you almost set a record up there for our cold uh, temperatures up there in Nebraska? I don't know if we set a, a record or not, but it was if we didn't set one, it was I think we had to be pretty close. Cause yeah. It was, negative 22 here and then if you went north where the elevation is a little bit higher they were like negative 24 negative 25 so um it got pretty cold and there probably wasn't any wind at all i imagine 
Well, we did have one day where the wind was it was just kind of a breeze. I wouldn't even call it a wind, and it was it was so cold that that little breeze made it negative. Like we had like negative forty five degree wind chills. I mean, it was, wow, yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was a nice day. That'll that. that'll take the bluffiness out of the Scots Bluff. Yeah, I went I went and moved snow at my church. But they have a, about a, they have a four wheeler that's got a blade on. You can kind of move stuff around, and I. I did that for about a couple hours, and then I couldn't I couldn't feel my legs anymore, so I decided I better call it, and, and uh, I went inside. But it was it was cold. It was really really cold. Casey was out in the parking lot, and after two hours at the church parking lot, he said, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said." But um, yeah, no, we didn't get quite that cold. But we got Landon. What did we get to? Ten below? Yeah, somewhere around there. That's Texas. You guys got to think about that. You know, that's you yeah. put that in the scale of, of like you know cold Texas cold. That's like that's one step above Antarctica at that point. Yeah, because it was blowing what Catlin and what did we get to on windshield? Did you ever hear twenty five, thirty below? Maybe. I mean, yeah, the wind just wasn't just too horrible. And no, it really wasn't terrible. I did see something the other day about someone on Facebook post something that posted a map of world temperatures and the Midwest was the coldest spot on the planet. Yeah. Oh, on the planet. Yeah. yeah, they kept the saying we planet. were yeah. they kept saying we were colder than Alaska. I'm like, I bet we're not colder than Nome. That's like on the north side of Alaska. I'm betting it was colder there. Maybe it wasn't, but we also had a we also had a, we also had a drop down throwdown argument before we started this podcast on what electrical grid system we were in. So Landon, I don't want us to open that can of worms again. <laughs> not, I didn't even say which one we were on. I just said what the map said. Y'all had to be there. It was pretty good, but um, no, Landon. I heard Landon say, "Bring kiss my country ass." Yeah, we're on, we're on this right here. I got the email. I got oh, the only map that shows that we're in there. But I got this. <laughs> now, Landon, I'd have to say this is probably the driest snow we've ever had. We had like oh, what? By far, it was very dry. Yeah, it was like what six, seven inches, and we got like a tenth of moisture out of it. I mean, it was dust pretty much. It was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you can just blow, you don't have to scoop. You don't have to shovel the sidewalk. You just bring your yeah. air compressor. Yep. Get your leaf blower out there and clear it off. That's exactly what we had here. We had we had four days of snow. You guys had the same deal where it kind of every day kind of snowed just a little bit type of thing. Yeah. We had, we had four days in a row where we got anywhere between an inch and a half and two inches and then Saturday night going in, or Friday night going to Saturday, I think we got four inches of snow. So we, got, we ended up with about a foot of, of moisture, well, a foot of snow that's going to equal about a thimble full of water when it's all said and done. Yeah. There was no less than half a dozen, that's what she said in that last interview. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, Casey was the one doing the setup, so he didn't have a chance to do his own. That's what she said. It, like, it was like an inch and a half to two inches every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than just the tip, Casey. I would, I know, I don't know you, I don't know, know you, but I know you. <laughs> what, what's your past an inch and a half? The tip is already over with. So <laughs> it wasn't that cold. <laughs> oh yeah, no. So, but um, so we're kind of, of course, obviously up there. Y'all are prepared. Y'all are your infrastructure is built for that kind of stuff. But um. Obviously, anything south of, I would say, what, Lubbock, uh, Landon, maybe Abilene is not prepared for this kind of weather? Yeah, probably Abilene, probably not. You can say El Paso is, is ready to set up for this kind of this kind of weather pattern? Probably not. 
I don't know how. I don't know. They might have been to the west of this thing. Maybe. I'm kind of thinking. They had I-10 closed from Houston to El Paso because there was billion-car pileups, and they were showing pictures of El Paso that were, like, snowy. Like, it was snowing down there. Well, it was snowing in Galveston. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty wild stuff. So I wonder if water in Mexico freezes because you can't drink it. I'm sure the freezing temperature's got to be lower than 32 degrees in the Mexican water. Yeah, I wonder how far, how far south did it go? You may know how far. I'm, well, I mean, you went all oh in Mexico. I don't know. I mean, I just know it made it to the Texas coast. So you know, you start getting that's probably where the well. I saw on Twitter what hell two weeks ago somebody was planting corn down there. Oh, I forget what really? the guy. Huh? Yeah, that's about right. This time of year, about February, they plant corn down there, sweet corn. Yeah. No, this is like in the Black Hill or the Black. I forgot what the guy's name is. He's always talking about black dirt of. I mean, not Central Texas. He's got to be like down close to Houston or something. But anyway, whatever the case, I'm sure his corn is looking a little purple right now. So I bet yeah. it might be a massive replant. But um, no, some of my I don't want to say favorite pictures, but the. Uh, Pictures that have come across Twitter the last oh few days of you know central hill country Texas uh, pictures of houses that lost their power and uh, they couldn't obviously keep the pipes warm in the house or at least even above freezing. I know it got to zero in Dallas, and uh, we've got I've got relatives that live down in that area in DFW area, and uh, they were um, I don't think they had too much trouble, but there were. People with ceiling fans, and I guess it had to be obviously a two-story house, and water and icicles were coming off yeah. of the ceiling fan blades. Yeah, and um, but Didn't the Houston get down to some ridiculous like six degrees or something like that. Yeah, I think they got in the single digits. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But you know, and then <laughs> and Landon might be more uh, apt at this answer, but uh, he was the one that taught me about the upper decker. But <laughs> I saw several <laughs> several toilet pictures of these toilets overflowing and then freezing and um it's just i mean how much closer to a third world country can you get if you can't you know yeah because you still gotta go well, you don't have you don't have any running water and you don't have electricity there's got to be an urban That's dictionary a third world country there's got to be an urban dictionary term for something that like that to happen did you see? Did you see over in Saudi Arabia that the uh-huh, it snowed full on blizzard over there? It snowed on that. I read about that and I said, "Yeah, that happens. That's not just overly, overly rare." But I bet most new houses built in South Texas now are going to have a fireplace put in them. Yeah, or maybe just their own generator because all they had to have was electricity. You know, sure. maybe they but their pops would have busted. You know, underground because I'm sure they're not buried terribly deep down there, but. At least have your own. I mean, obviously you got to be able to afford one, but you know, have your own generator and at least like see, Landon. When did we have? We had that blizzard that was oh gosh, it's been five six years ago, and we lost power and we bought a generator just a couple of days before just for that. And sure enough, we lost power and I mean it was enough to run our furnace and um, kept our house you know kept it going for until they got it back on. But it's uh. Yeah, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. I got a buddy that just got back from the San Angelo Hog Show, and they went down there Tuesday, came back today, and they took a shower when they left home on Tuesday, and they got a shower when they got back here home today. And um, he had a video. This is at, I'm going to tag him at, at Seed Inc. I know that, friend. That's kind of normal for him, though. Yeah, I mean, it's really not too out of place for him. He's usually <laughs> taking a leak on fire hydrants and, you know, 
upper deck in his own house. So, you know, but um, he had a video of getting water out of the faucet in his hotel room bathroom. What and, color was that water, Brent? And it wasn't it wasn't clear. It had it had a color. That's the problem. It had a color. And he would fill the water bottle up with the sink and move over to the toilet and pour it in the tank so they could, um, you know, do 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 Uno and Deuce. So it was uh that's that's not a very fun stock show experience, but um, I'm sure they couldn't I'm sure they were kinda hoping they didn't make the sale because they'd have to wait around a little longer for that. But um no restaurants and we like I said we went down to San Angelo last week for the heifer show and we were there we weren't even hardly there twenty four hours between by the time we unloaded and loaded back up. And um fortunately our hotel had filtration system and this was before electricity started going out. So anyway it's um it's pretty scary stuff. Spend big, spend big, and go to the Motel Six. Yeah, we, uh, well, you know, we had a big year. You know, we made some corn this year, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we went to the. Have y'all ever stayed at a Motel Six? Yeah. I don't know. Is that sleeping bag in your own in your own pillow? Yeah, that's So we had some friends that went down there, or actually, it's our vet, one of our vets, and they're they show lambs, and they were in a motel. They were in a motel where it was like $40 rooms, and you can just imagine how fine of a hotel or a motel that would be. It was probably like the Qualtity Inn in Hereford or something. So Probably leave your shoes on pretty much the whole time. Probably there. just I would sleep in the pickup is probably what I do. Risk the carbon monoxide and go with it. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's either blood semen or <laughs> urine. God, God it's urine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! And you know what? I bet that's absolutely the truth. You know, every hotel room you go into with a black light. Why you don't do that? You just don't know. You don't want to know. There's things you don't want to know. No, ignorance is absolutely bliss when it comes to hotel rooms. So especially in Vegas, I can't imagine in Vegas, man. And of course now, like I guess mainly because of COVID, they don't. The housekeeping doesn't do your room. Like, so, oh, well, you're staying with us for three nights, so you won't have housekeeping unless it's requested. So, um, you know, you use your own same towels and everything, which I guess, whatever. But there's no telling how many plagues our body fights off every day we don't even know about. No, no telling how many st- people's stories end with, and that's the second time I got correct. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the whole toilet seat thing is a myth, so. <laughs> so yeah. You know after I specifically asked you not to. <laughs> I swear to God, I got this from a towel. Yeah. Oh, man. You just don't think about it and move on and go to sleep. It's just all you can do when it comes to hope. We're going to have to have a hotel room episode because that, have that. Have that extra beer to make sure that you sleep. Yeah. Or piss in the bed with it, too. So, uh, Casey, have y'all been out of power at a very long amounts of time up there in Nebraska since you've been up there? No, we have. I have not. There was no like this last round about there was some there was some blackouts here and there, but it wasn't anything major. Yeah, like I said, we were out we're like the longest we were ever out, I think maybe it was two days. That was back when I was in high school, I think. But um Landon, what would you miss the most about power? About power? Well, how long is it gonna be out? Uh, you're out a week. What are you gonna be missing? Oh because you know, I'm thinking like we live out in the country, so we have our own well. well so, I've got a fireplace, so I could probably stay somewhat warm. I guess light. Yeah, light. That's what you're gonna go with. It's light like half the t- half the day. 
I can barely walk around my house without falling over <laughs> every light in the house on. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've i cut our, well, I hadn't cut our line. I've had to cut the water off of our house a couple to a few times to uh, work on a sprinkler system out in the yard. And, and then yeah. it's just being with that electricity is one thing, but that water, man, you're without yeah. water. It's just, it's, yeah, you can't do nothing. You can't do anything. I've got a kid. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting distracted. I got a kid upstairs howling. I don't know what the hell he's howling at, but he must be in the shower because that's usually where he that's his howling spot. So yeah, I got one of those kids too. He. Uh, <laughs> so we were at the uh, when we were at the San Angelo Steer Show, or I mean uh, Abilene. <laughs> this guy he came up and clipped on our calves back in the back in January, and he finished kind of did some fine tune while we were at the show and. He was. He came out of the bathroom, and it's one of these, you know, 10, 15 urinals, and you know, same amount of stalls or whatever. And he and Mason was in there, and it was. I guess he was doing his number two, and I guess he was just singing like a mother effer, man. <laughs> and that guy guy comes out. I was like, man, I wish I was as happy. I wish I be, could be as happy as that little boy is in that bathroom right now, because <laughs> he just sit, sitting in that stall just singing, man. <laughs> I just got not a damn worry in the world. Red, if you had to sing a song while you were doing that, what would it be? <laughs> oh, I want to say 99 bottles of beer, but that's just off the top of my head, maybe. What would you sing? I don't know. Probably the Macarena. I'm not sure. Is that Does that help, like, work it out or what? Is that just... I, I would assume so. Maybe, maybe the YMCA. Yeah. Who does number two work for? Yeah, it's... Uh, anyway, so, you know, some people have their happy places in just different spots, and that's... Really, all you can say about that, but um, Casey, you're what would you miss the most? The water, or there's some other little ink uh, convenience that you have secretly love that you can't live without. Well, the the, the weird thing, I'm just not thinking about this a little bit here, but the weirdest thing about my house is I don't have everything I have is internet based. There's nothing. Yeah, I stream like YouTube TV, and I got the Netflix and all that stuff. So I have <clears throat> if the power went out. Like I don't, I would completely lose contact with the outside world. I mean, like your phone would be like the closest thing I would have to a radio. Um, I take that back. I've got a couple of those, like hand crank. Like I was gonna say, do you have it? Yeah, I got a couple of those, I guess. But um, probably the one thing I'd miss the most out of all of everything would just be. Um, are you talking like total fill, like no warning water, no nothing? Well, now. Do you, would you lose your water if you lost electricity? Are you on a well? No, I'm not on a well. Oh, okay. Like, well. I'm saying like if the generator's filled and all those kind of things with the pump. So. Can't say water. Know, I, I would say the most, the one thing I would miss the most after a while would be, um, like, I would probably get a little, little tired of not having TV. I mean, I got a million books to read, but who, who has time for that? that for so long, <laughs> you know. You know like, you would know. be out in his pickup with his yeah. old TV. <clears throat> cigarette lighter <laughs> yeah. <I> would. <laughs> he would he would have his I vietnam air uh backpack uh yeah radio yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i need an I've actually thought about getting one of those ham radios yeah and, and like <laughs> i just don't want to go take the stupid test so you can get the you know krc whatever that is krp or whatever that is in cincinnati or whatever that is and get get my call letters you know but i thought about doing that there's a guy. You could do something like that. You could like talk to people and stuff. Yeah, the rest of the uh, Mennonites and Amish people that yeah. <laughs> graduated yeah. to the ham radios. Yeah. Who who is this weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's talking about electric. What? Yeah. 
This dude's like from. He said he lost the internet. <laughs> what is an internet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it within? <laughs> they probably within a net. I don't get it. They probably only get to use their ham radios if they go on the rum springer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, uh, Casey, is there any Amish uh, communities up in Nebraska? Not where I'm at. When I grew up in Kansas, there was. Yeah. And they, you know, it's a weird thing. So you can't have a car and drive it around, but you can hook a, you know, you can drive your tractor around, right? So you don't have a. They have tractors? Oh, yeah. They got tractors. Can't. You can only farm with them. You can't um, like go to on a date with them or any or go on a date. Well, but see, there's always like this workaround. It seems like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Little thing. There's like you can't farm. You can farm with them. You can only farm with them unless you need to, you know, go check a field or go to town to get some lumber or something like that. Like there's always like yeah. this whole thing. So you'd go to like Home Depot <laughs> and there'd be like fifty. 100 horsepower tractors with, tra- <laughs> with horse trailers on the back of them, you know. And if the video or whatever, you know? and if the video store with the roped off porn section just happens to be on the way, you can stop yeah. by and go in there. Yeah, stop, stop by and get some there. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. If you see a tractor at the liquor store, he's got to he's got to put put a little bit of that in his fuel tank. Yeah, yeah. he's got to equal out that E85 with some Tennessee yeah. whiskey. Yeah, a little bit of that farm use so that's like one one year i for lent i gave up french fries but tater tots were okay <laughs> so that was my workaround <laughs> but i did not have a french fry all during lent for 40 days i didn't have a french fry but i did have lots of t- tater tots oh yeah. is that a big deal is that hard you're like Hell yeah, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I love French fries. Give me some more of them supersized tater tots. Yeah, I kind of got ridiculed for that. I don't know why. And it's like, dude, you're not Catholic. I'm like, it's not a Catholic thing. It's at least I don't think it is. So I didn't. That's kind of a Christian thing. Yeah, it's kind of a. I mean, I don't even know when that got started, but uh, whatever the case. I was like, with you, it's kind of a fat thing. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever floats your boat during the 40 days, it's a it's a dream come true when I get a tater tot. So yeah, but no, it's um, I mean, it's not really a joking matter. People down there are really having a rough time, but hopefully they'll uh get kind of thawed out and everything. Um, if, Funniest thing I heard out of this whole deal was someone was uh, I don't remember if it was CNN or MSNBC or where it was, but the answer to this whole problem was. If we had more windmills in Texas, this wouldn't be an issue right now. Mm. Like that seems like they don't. They're not the ones they have now. Don't work. So I don't understand how if you had more, somehow that would that would offset the ones that don't work. That that's like saying we want more of nothing because they were all iced over, and that's why they weren't running. And then yesterday was like the first day. I don't even know. And let's say two of the three blades got de-iced i'm pretty sure they have to be balanced to run yeah Um, Yeah. those things will throw a freaking blade a quarter mile like plum like over those mountains over there you know multiply a lot of numbers times zero but the answer is always the same yeah no matter what that's the first thing i learned i loved about multiplication i could kick ass on any of the questions that was multiplied by zero man i knew that son of a bitch right off the top it's multiplied by zero it's zero didn't even have zeros yeah. Zeros, ones, fives, and tens. I was, man, I I was unstoppable on those sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no. So no, I was reading the deal. 
that uh, windmills or the wind turbines account for 20% of Texas energy, which I still kind of find that hard to believe. But um, obviously they were all shut down. So as far as like the natural gas is our big one. And um, apparently what happened, this is one story, is that it was so cold they couldn't get the condensate out fast enough. Yeah, it was freezing. Before it would freeze. Wellhead was freezing off. So they had, so Danny Crenshaw, he's got a, he's got a podcast that I listen to and he's talking, he had this very same podcast on the day he was talking about it. And uh, he said the reason why he had an expert on, of course, he's a right wing extremist, obviously. Obviously. um, He has a, he's saying that the reason why the, the, wind turbine thing was such a big problem was that's the first energy that gets used before anything else does oh, uh-huh. so the entire grid set up to be to accept that first and then everything else second third and fourth and so on down the line and by the time it got down to everything else you know it was just so far behind that it couldn't right. catch up and then the grid was just overran and it just huh. so the the coal and the nuclear and the natural gas and stuff worked like it was supposed to it was just it just took so long to get everything back online. And by the time they got everything back online, the grid was just overloaded. Yeah. Overloaded. Yeah. To bring it back up anyway to that. But I mean, you think 25%, I mean, that's a big number. Yeah. You know, especially we start talking about the number of people in Texas that have, that are drawn off that grid. You know? Yeah. Like, so I was, I don't know if I was saying it earlier or not, like during the summer, at least I know this past my, one of my brothers is on the, local board of directors here at the co- electrical co-op and so he's got you know a lot of good info but like they just built a big power station southwest of or southeast of here oh over at uh, abernathy and it's got like it's got two turbine engines and then it's got like maybe eight conventionally like um combustible engine deals you know what I mean. Anyway, like that whole thing was shut down because it couldn't get any fuel to it. Like those turbines, like each turbine does like, hell, I don't know, 10 megawatts. or I mean, they, and they don't even like use them during the summer. Like they so they all go down to Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth, and all down in there. Like we can't even use it all. And right. that whole, you know, I don't know if it's a 100 megawatt deal or what, but they it was completely shut down because there was no fuel to get to it. So, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, this whole green energy thing i mean i get it it all has a spot and if you can generate some free electricity out of out of some solar panels and some wind then great go ahead and do it but that stuff doesn't work when it's cold like this and it's really really hot it just it just yeah. can't keep up just can't make enough and it's not reliable you know, enough yeah it's not reliable you know we've I got something like a wind turbine has to have something like a a 22 mile an hour wind or something like that even generate peak electricity yeah I mean, so it, i mean i don't know and it's, it's got to yeah it can't but, be too high either yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a range where if it gets above like 40 miles an hour or something like that it it's not producing any more electricity at 42 miles an hour than it is at no 40, uh-uh. you know 38 miles an hour i mean so it's just right but it, it has to be a certain speed like they just they just turn sometimes and they don't even do anything right so. and they're uh i mean they're 300 feet up in the air and it's always windier up there of course so yeah, it's um, it, kind of cool to look at though. We'll say that. Yeah, I mean, my my uh, brother-in-law and father-in-law they have some wind turbines on their stuff that got built, and they they're kind of liking it because it's a nice little check. But um, 
Yeah, it's um, it, it's certainly not just going to be reliable enough because you, you're never going to be able to fight Mother Nature all the time and get away with it. I mean, hell, just even our look what happened with the uh, most reliable sources of energy and they still froze up. So this was probably yeah. a one ever hundred year storm system or whatever you want to call it, maybe two hundred, but. Whatever the case, somebody, I was at Joe Bastardi, he had a map, I guess he had a map of like 1983 and then like 1889 or 1899 and then, probably, just kidding. Yeah, and <laughs> then the map of this current situation, they were like identical, like a map of the entire country and how this whole system just plunged right down through the middle of the, of the country. Grand Solar Minimums, bro. Yeah, go check that out. Go look that up. Check That's out what? Exactly what we're looking into. Grand solar minimums. Oh yeah. Sun, about the sun. Right. You know, puts off energy and those kind of things. I did a whole podcast on it. So you go, you should go check it out. Yeah, I know. It got like tweeted and retweeted like fifteen thousand times that week, didn't it? That was a good. That was a good one. That's yeah, good you probably got some good numbers on that one. Yeah, you got a few numbers on that one, but yeah. there's a lot of good information there. So go check that out because this kind of stuff, if if everything is is going like it's supposed to, this one week that we had right here this these two weeks or whatever you want to call it that we've had this weather pattern in that could be the majority of summer or summer winter next year i mean it's good i mean this is going to be this stuff is, is is coming so i mean we need to figure this stuff out and, and be on the on the forefront otherwise we're going to be like uh like the road where everyone dies of cold and eat each other landon we better settle in this sounds like a five minute ad for the moving iron podcast <laughs> I read, I read the book and the movie. I don't want to do that. The Road? The Road. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read you or seen. You should go watch it. It'll blow it. It'll freak you out. Who, now, is this an old movie? or? Oh, it came out like 2012 or so. 20, I saw 2012, yeah, the movie. Like yeah, I think the book was about 08 or so. It's, it's the guy that did No Country for Old Men. Viggo Mortensen. He's the guy. Now, does the, okay. Yeah. Let, the, guy that wrote the, book. the guy that wrote the book wrote. Oh, no country for old man. So now, before I before I go out and rent this movie or buy this book, does it have an ending? Because oh, no country for old men didn't have an ending. Yeah, yeah this one has. Beat, you beat that preacher, man. Run your mouth. See what happens. That's what the more of that yeah. story was. Hmm. Yeah, this in this book, the road doesn't go on forever, and the party does it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's poetic. Party never starts, but yeah. no, it's, it's a good book. It's just pretty dark pretty dark i like dark books especially when there's no power thing i hate about that show though i hate those shows those post-apocalyptic shows but they don't set the table and tell you what happened to cause it oh yeah i hate I that it drives me nuts you see some flashbacks and then you see like <clears throat> the whole future all they can eat is fish and you're like, man yeah okay so there's a road the road uh 2009 Right. Yeah. Let's see. Viggo Mortensen That's and his it. young son, Cody Sk- Smith McPhee, wander through this post-apocalyptic world trying to keep the dream of this civilization alive. They journey toward the sea, surviving as best they can on what they can scavenge. Pretty wow. much at the end of and the, after the apocalypse, there's two people and they're both homeless and they're pushing a shopping cart down the road. Yeah. So I don't have to see it now. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Thanks a lot, no. ass. Spoiler alert. Here's, here's an audience review from Lantost44. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. No. I'll, okay, yeah. So uh, I guess it was a pretty, not a very popular one because the box office was $27.6 million, and I'm betting it cost more than that to make because Charlie's Theron. Did you Theron, see the book of Eli? Have you seen that one? 
Seems like it. Doesn't it have Matt Damon? No, it's got Denzel Washington. Oh, 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 yeah. I'm thinking Bible something. Across the way. Well, <laughs> if you've seen that, you've seen The Road. It's the same difference. Oh, okay. The Book of Eli, yeah. Oh. Kind of the same difference. I wouldn't believe it. Forget if I've seen that one or not. Let's see. I what remember is... that movie been in theaters, but I, I mean, I remember reading the book. So yeah, the book of Eli was uh, Denzel Washington kind of got spoiler alert. He's carrying a, a Bible across the uh, to some Alcatraz. Alcatraz is they're they're having a, uh, like a Smithsonian type thing there where they're collecting all the oh artifacts, the, uh, artifacts stuff from whatever, and they're trying to like read. Regen the whole like, like the uh, library of Alexandria type of thing, you know. <clears throat> so they do this deal here, and they've got, but he's blind. Spoiler alert! And this guy is trying to find what the hell is that guy's name? He was the wolf in uh, Pulp Fiction. What was his name? Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Anyway, he. Stacy, uh, is it or no? Uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, yeah, that's it. He uh, he um, he wants the Bible because he knows that if you have a good strong religion and, and people buy into it, then you know you can control them, and that's what he wants it for. So, lo and behold, he gets it, and it's in Braille. And it's like oh, <laughs> oh shit, dun dun dun. <laughs> can't read it. Oh man, and I mean, who are you gonna find to teach you Braille in a post-apocalyptic right, right. world? I mean, you're just and the screwed. crazy thing is, Harvey Keitel's girlfriend at the time is is blind and understands the braille, but he pisses her off bad enough. She's like, read it back itself, you know, like that. (laughs) Good thing she she said all that with her middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing she wasn't deaf or just sounded like, you (laughs) (laughs) It's just wrong. Oh, it's just wrong. No, at this point, we're like 40-something minutes in. I guarantee the last people who are listening to this thing are us, and we may not even make it to this far, but um, yeah. (laughs) Well, guys, we're getting to our time limit here. Casey, why don't you tell us about the uh, Moving Iron Podcast and what the hell you do with that and everything. Right on. So if you're looking for a place to go talk about what's going on in the equipment business and... uh, if you got a tractor for sale or something like that, and you want to try to figure out what it's worth or what the market's doing, uh, myself and Aaron Fennell uh, talk about what's going on there in, in the uh, in the auction, auction in the auction space as well as in what's going on in the retail space. I also have a couple guys that come on, uh, Chip Nelger and uh, Sean Hackett, that talk about what's going on in the commodity marketplace, and then I have Rich Poston that comes on, talks about the overall world economy and what's happening there. So I have a. Uh, Try to just pretty much cover all the economic drivers behind agriculture that that uh, bring people in to buy farm equipment. So that's, uh, that's kind of the overarching idea of what the Moving Iron Podcast is. Kind of sounds like the Moving Sausage Fest podcast because it's like all dudes. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. but I, no, you can't say that because I have Jacqueline Kramowski come on okay. once a week and she gives uh, what's going on in ag from uh, from a business from the news perspective. So she's the uh, she's the gal on the street out there making seeing shaking. Shaking trees and seeing what falls out. Damn, yo, how big is your payroll? It's pretty big. You know, I make I make tens of dollars a year doing this. So Shit, it's uh, it's pretty lucrative. I've spent tens of dollars getting my equipment together to do this thing, and <laughs> I'm probably Greg, overpaid. Greg Casey's actually had a sponsor, so we better leave him alone. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Dawson Tire, Dawson Tire. 
I still haven't gotten my free uh, promotional ads from uh, Dawson Tire, even though I've mentioned them on the podcast before. Yeah, but uh, I just want to get a free spare. Yeah, yeah, at least a, yeah, a spare me one, man. You, you ought to make you ought to make them say that's their tagline: "Spare me." <laughs> <laughs> that way you can lose the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be, that'd be uh, one way to look at it. And so you can find what Moving Iron Podcast at Moving Iron LLC. Yeah, Moving Iron LLC, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also go to movingironllc.com, and you can see all the fun stuff that, that is out there. I write a blog every so often about some things, and I've got uh, the podcast on there. Plus, got the Moving Iron Summit coming up, so if you're a dealer and you're listening to this, check it out. And we'll see you in Nashville in, in September. I was so. fixing to ask when the next convention was. Yeah, September 15th through the 17th. It's in Nashville, but it's going to be virtual? No, no, it's going to be there. <laughs> okay. It'll be there. Or be square. Be square. You better be getting us some koozies at this thing, Casey. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there, yo. I got six or seven koozies now, so it's stacking them up. This podcasting thing's paying off. Yeah, yeah. It only took three years, but man, we're finally getting into it. But uh, Landon, where can we find you at? Oh man, Um, I mean, where can you find Landon? Yeah, it's like where. You can find me. find me either at No Twit Landon 44 or Movie Gallery behind the velvet rope. <laughs> Water in the local paper. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And of course, you can find the Dryline Farmer podcast all the same places that other guy on the podcast said he could find his. That's a Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Global Ag Network. We're uh, all over the place. We're kind of like a bad habit. You can't drop us, but you just love to play with us. But, uh, guys, we're going to get out of here. And um, until next time, I hope everybody thaws out and stay safe and don't drink the water if it ain't clear. And we'll thank you all for coming on. Until next time, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? North side. North side. North side. You really don't think I can't cut that out? <laughs> I, I, I just get it. I just get it. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. There's podcasts, and then there's this, the Dryline Farmer Podcast.